Welcome to the Thrive and Shine Wellness Podcast. I am your host, Sabrina Orkies. This week on the podcast um, is something I'm really excited to bring to you all, and it's something that I want to bring awareness to you, and it's more, it sounds kind of dumb, but it's not really. It's just getting outside, um, enjoying your lives outside. Um, Sandy Schwartz, who's on the podcast this week, basically specializes in that she has a um, company called the eco eco happiness project and it is so amazing if you have a chance check out her website especially if you're a parent because she has so many articles and just so many cool tips and things to do with your family outside because I feel like sometimes we just are at a loss because technology has taken over our lives so much. Um, With summer coming up, she also talks about camps that are coming up. I think it's cool to involve our kids in camps that are outside, you know, the old traditional way, the things that we used to do when we were kids. It's just something that I think our kids truly enjoy and we just don't really realize it. So for them to learn about nature from a camp or anything like that over the summer, since summer is pretty much here, schools are all going to be letting out soon and parents are going to be looking for those summer activities. So I think that this is a perfectly timed episode with the summer coming. I hope that you all can um, take away a lot of this for yourselves as adults um, to help with like stress in your lives, um, to help you deal with things. Um, being outside is something that helps our, just our well-being, our mental um, well-being so much. And just getting the vitamin D, um, it helps just boost our serotonin levels all around. Um, right now, it's just like the perfect time to enjoy outside because it's spring. It's not too hot yet. Um, of course, if you're in Kentucky, it's going to be really hot this week. But, you know, it's Kentucky, so we have crazy crazy range of temperatures throughout the spring here. So anyways, I really hope that you all enjoy this episode and have a great week. Hey, Sandy, how are you? Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to have you on, um, especially with the warmer days coming. We have so much good stuff to talk about. Go ahead and tell us what it is that you do and are passionate about. Yes. So my whole thing is the looking at the intersection of nature and mental health. And I um, am so passionate about this area. I created what's called the eco happiness project, which is, um, you know, my website that also contains lots of information like blogs and articles and, and other interviews and some giveaways, a free quiz. And I wrote a book about it and my whole, my, yeah, the whole message I want to get out there is how beneficial being outside or even connecting to nature in any way, even inside very simple ways. I I make it very easy for people and how that can boost our, our, our emotional well-being, our mental health. And it wasn't something I really saw uh, being talked about. Mm -hmm. I've actually been in the environmental field uh, my whole life, my whole career and, you know, trying to save the planet. And I kind of, you know, was dealing with my own stress and anxiety. And so it came you know, full circle, my career interests, my education, and then my own struggles. And I realized I could put them together to then create this, this information and, you know, kind of a movement, you know, to, to, you know, to teach other people about it. Cause to me, it's like a handbook that I wish my parents had for me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
Yes, I love that. And I think like on the podcast before I have talked about the important, how, how important it is for us and our children to be outside and how much I've been drawn lately to being outside. I feel like every year that goes by, I get more like closer and closer to just being outside. Like I just, just want to go out there and just sit and be out there. And it's just, I don't know. I don't know what's happening, but it makes me happy. So <laughs> that's what I do. Um, where would you like to start off this conversation? Do we want to talk about, go ahead and start talking about like the kids and how like we have social media and all of the electronics and everything that just sucks our kids in. They do not focus on anything outside unless we basically force them to go outside. I feel like when they're younger, it's easier because, you know, that's all they know. They don't really, they don't really have like their iPad that much, but as they get older later, you know, like middle school and high school, it's really, really hard. Um, I think a lot of times when I think about it and just with other, you know, different therapists and readings that I've had, um, They tell me to think about what made me happy when I was younger and to really dig in there and connect to like your inner child because you don't, that's how your child would love to, like, that's what your child wants also. They just don't know it. So we have to help them explore those options. So how can we help our kids um, connect more to nature? Yes. So, and, and I think you may be craving it more because more, most, more of our life is based on technology and screens. Mm. I mean, when I think about it, actually this week is screen-free week, the first week of May when we're talking. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, I was talking to people uh, from Fair Play who, who put this on. It's a, you know, a, an annual week that they bring attention to screen-free. And I was, you know, having a conversation. I said, you know, it's kind of impossible for any of us, most of mm-hmm. us, right, to do to function in society, let alone do our work or right. let alone the kids do their schoolwork now um, without screens. And so instead of saying, get off the screens, what my, what I would say is what can you replace? You know, how can you swap out some screen time for green time? So that's like the first step is to come up with these creative ways to get the kids off the screens and take the break because just like you're craving being outside and I do too. Um, I was actually thinking about it I, when I go on my morning walks and you know, I don't get to do it every, every time, mm-hmm. but I love to just walk myself. And that's when I do a lot of my thinking and my creative um, planning for my business and my writing. I write a lot of blog posts in my head. And I actually, when I came home today, I said to myself, wow, it's kind of like my own private business planning that I'm having with myself every morning when I do that. It's very beneficial. And so think what what the kids can accomplish if they would take these breaks Mm -hmm. and get away from these screens, you know, Mm -hmm. and sadly, you know, the schools are more and more uh, glued into the screens. Yes. Even besides the being online with pandemic, now even in the classroom, everything is technology, which is, I mean, there's amazing you know, benefits of that, mm-hmm. but we have to work in that, those breaks to mm-hmm. get outside and off the screens or, or they're going to, you know, struggle both physically and mentally. Mm-hmm. I think oh, at my daughter's elementary school, um, they kind of post on the, on their Facebook page that they have been um, working on a garden. So they have the kids come out and um, work like 
do different stuff. I mean, they literally have them starting from scratch. So like every day, I don't know if it's different classes or all the same grade, but they will come out. And even when my daughter was in daycare, they did that also. And I know several of my friends have uh, send their kids to a particular daycare and they do like gardening and grow vegetables and all kinds of stuff. And they love it. And so this past year, last year, I started one, like a raised garden at home. And it was mainly for my daughter because I don't really like that crap. I know it's good for me and I need to do it, but she loved it and was so happy. Like once they started growing, cause she did it herself and she was so proud of it. Well, you make a huge point that I like to, to communicate to people mm-hmm. is that you may not like gardening and she yeah. loves it, but you know what? That's okay. Mm-hmm. I, I write about this stuff, right? I mm-hmm. created the eco happiness project. I have never been camping. I love to tell people that, you know, I am, you know, raised and, and, you know, as a kid and living, um, raising my children in the suburbs, I'm a, a suburban environmentalist through and through, you know, I drive my electric car, but I probably <laughs> drive more than I, you know, would be if I was in a different kind of area. But the reality is it's where we are, what we're doing, you know, our situation. Mm-hmm. And then how do we take that and then make some tweaks? How do you right. build a nature habit based on what your interests already are, what your resources are, you know, where you live. And there's so many options. And that's what I want people to understand. Mm -hmm. Um, What about teenagers? Teenagers seem to be the hardest, you know, they have their technology and they're stuck in their ways. They have their phones. Like it's so hard to like find a way to bond with them in any way. So how in the world are we going to get them outside? Well, I will tell you that it's, you know, I think if you let it be a social, like create some mm-hmm. um, air, venue for them to be social with it mm-hmm. or some sort of adventure that, that would interest them, or uh, if they're creative, you know, uh, get them outside to paint or to write music, you know, just, you know, get them sort of, again, like whatever, start with what they love. So my, my son, you know, he, he doesn't have gym class anymore. He's in eighth grade. He doesn't, um, you know, of course, no recess. His only real outside time during the day, you know, we, we kind of are in an interesting situation because we're in, in South Florida and it, it the, the way the schools are designed is you're outside a lot. Like when he walks from class to class, that. he has like external hallways. So mm-hmm. fortunately, he actually is outside a lot. They get to eat outside for lunch. So cool. But yeah, it's, you know, it's a different. I, love that. I, I grew up in New Jersey and that was definitely not the case. No. Um, <laughs> but, you know, even if you, you can still, you know, it would be great if teachers could take the kids outside more, take the long way around the building. You know, they oh. don't have to always go down the hall. So that's a little tweak for the education world. But so, you know, my son has come up with this sort of pattern with his buddies where they go and they play basketball. He was playing basketball outside. Uh, this weekend for like four and a half hours straight with his friends. And so something that, you know, they love, they can be social. They have the freedom. They go to a local park where they can be dropped off Mm -hmm. and we don't have to sit there. And so they feel like they're grown up and and they have that freedom. You know, I don't think the kids are really going walk around the mall anymore. Like we did. No, no. Yeah. That was all the only thing. Yeah. I don't really know any of my friends, teenage kids that do that anymore. Yeah, um, you buy off of, of online, you're not going shopping. Right. <laughs> exactly. That is so true. I never thought about that because that's literally all we had to do is go hang out at the mall or the movies. Like, 
It's so weird. Um, one of my friends has a teenage daughter and she's a runner like I am. So, you know, she, she just really enjoys being outside and she likes to run trails a lot. So she took her, her high school daughter and her other daughters in elementary school. She forced them to go walking on a trail with her. And she was just like, you know, they went back and forth, back and forth. It was so hard to get her out there. She got her out there finally. And she said she had a freaking blast. And I'm like, see, like, you just got to like get them over that hump and then maybe they'll end up having a good time. Yeah. And it, and it depends what they love, I mean, you know, get them into hobbies that you wouldn't think about, you know, I mean, it could be archery. It could be outdoor yoga, um, stand up, um, uh, you know, on the surfboard where you stand up and do the meditation yes. and the paddling. Um, you know, there's so, there's so many ways. I think it's not forcing them and kind of even like with your daughter, Mm-hmm. She loves the gardening. You know, maybe, you know, a lot of kids are into cooking now. There's all these cool cooking shows. My, my 10 year old keeps watching these really cool bake off shows and stuff. So, you know, that may be something that they're, they want to have that control to, to choose what they're eating and to prepare a salad or whatever else. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And it's really just picking one, you know, a couple things to get them into. Mm-hmm. Um, how does outdoor play benefit our kids? Yes. So it basically reverses any of the negativity from all the indoor screen time, which can be things, you know, physical issues like back pain and neck pain and eye strain and, mm-hmm. and just, you know, um, obesity, the crisis, you know, cause you're sitting yeah. all day. I mean, Hey, I, I got my walk in this morning, but I've been sitting a lot the rest of the day yes. I have to remember to get up and take those breaks. Mm-hmm. So there's all that physical aspect. And then, you know, we're really dealing with a, sadly, a mental health crisis of our youth, mm-hmm. um, whether it's from, you know, social media and the negative imagery and the, you know, fear of missing out and all the self-image stuff they get from TikTok and Instagram and whatnot, mm-hmm. um, from just, you know, the fact that if you're staring at a screen, you're, it, you're not getting those benefits of nature. Okay. So what right. are the benefits of nature? I like to describe it as a multi-sensory experience that you can't get anywhere else. When you're outside, you're breathing in fresh air, you're listening to noises like the wind or the birds chirping mm-hmm. or water trickling. You may be um, smelling some beautiful nature scents. The colors are very stimulating. Both green and blue are known to be particularly soothing. The research mm. shows that. Um, you know, any connection you can have with animals is very, uh, calming. So there's just so much that nature provides and it's our instinct because guess what? We're animals too. It's our instinct to want to connect and, and we just become more relaxed in nature. I think everybody from any background would probably agree. Oh yeah. For sure. What are some like activities or maybe like projects that like you can involve the whole family in with like outdoor things, activities? Okay. Well, as simple as let's take a meal and eat it outside. Whether Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. see, it's just like simple stuff. I feel like people don't think about that. Like we're in our routines. So that's what I want. Like, what can you suggest to people? Like it could be just as simple as that, but what are some other things? I also like to suggest some homework time outside. 
Mm. Um, or even, you know, on the weekend, my daughter will go outside to our table in our backyard and she'll bring her art supplies out and she'll just spend hours painting, you know, by herself. I love that. So, and again, I understand people have different climates and the weather and different times of year, but, um, you know, uh, one of my writing colleagues wrote, uh, there's no such thing, uh, as bad, no such thing as bad weather, you know? Mm -hmm. So she, she basically says like bundle up, you know, or, you know, put on a hat or, you know, find some shade, whatever you need to do. And Mm -hmm. not saying go out in the middle of a storm. Right. Storm, you can, you can sit by the window and enjoy it. Maybe paint the, the snow that way, but try to push yourself a little bit more, um, to, to weave in that outdoor time. Um, you know, I also think about depending where you live, is there somewhere you could actually walk or bike and do an errand or, you know, an activity Mm -hmm. for for example, uh, we can walk or bike to our local library. Oh, cool. Yeah. So that's always, you know, I always feel like I've accomplished something special because I didn't drive there, you know, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So is there a little convenience store nearby? Is there a little restaurant you could go and, and, you know, make it, uh, one time my, my husband took the kids and they biked and it was pretty far all the way to Chipotle, <laughs> but they like, they earned their calories. That That's day, hilarious. Right? <laughs> I love that so much. That's so cool. I don't think we have anywhere. It is a bit built a dollar general down the store, which, you know, those are everywhere now <laughs> down, but there's one down the street from us now. And so I'm like, we're always joking. We're going to walk down there and get our yeah, stuff, see? but we really are like, my family thinks I'm joking. <laughs> we oh, are going to be walking cards. You need greeting cards or yes, exactly. There's exactly. always something that you need always. Um, let's get into um, camps. We have Ooh. summer coming up. I don't feel like camps are talked about often enough. Every once in a while, I'll see someone, maybe one person on Facebook say, where at camps are you sending your kids to? I just don't feel like they're talked about that no, uh, that much. Like, why are they important? Yes. And that's interesting because it depends again on like your community. Um, you know, I grew up in an area that was very uh, in New Jersey where there were a lot of camps and a lot of people went to camp. Mm-hmm. I went to day camps. I never went to overnight camp, but my husband did and his sister and my kids now actually go to overnight camp. Oh, and cool. they, they go for most of the summer, but there are so many options. Um, I would suggest heading over to the American Camp Association, uh, mm-hmm. ACA. They uh, can help you also find scholarship programs, but there's every kind of camp you can imagine, whether it's, you know, a week-long sports camp or an arts camp or some sort of, you know, nature exploration camp to, um, you know, day camps uh, that have different themes and, uh, you know, of course, and then the overnight camps all over the country as well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, local, um, community centers, uh, YMCA's, uh, religious centers, you know, there, there are so many options mm-hmm. and start, you know, start slow and small, um, try a week, see how it goes, but there's so much that it offers. And, and mm-hmm. a lot of them, I think even, I mean, I guess just watch out for like the tech ones, but I think even they try to take the outside breaks, um, you know, to, to kind of work it into the day, but, you know, Mm -hmm. you want to ask questions like, you know, can you give me a sample day? Because if you are looking for a lot of that outdoor time to get the breaks, you want to make sure you're, that they definitely are spending more time outside than inside. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, 
Let's see. What else did I have? I have one interesting thing wrote down. Um, yoga poses for kids, animal yoga poses. Um, my daughter went to kids yoga classes. I have a friend who taught, so she would take her and uh, think that that is so cool. I actually have a little deck of cards and they are for kids. I can't even think of the name. If I think of the name, I'll plug it in the show notes, but you play with your kid, you draw a card and I actually do it with her just because I really love yoga. And it says like an animal and it shows like what it's supposed to, what the yoga pose is. And then you do it. Um, and I think it's more the card, the deck of cards is to like make your kids like connect to their self more. Um, yeah. Do you know if it's from kids yoga stories? That might be it. Yes. So, so I just want to, um, point out that, you know, what I feel what's necessary with that my role has been in this whole, when the eco happiness project is pulling together all the resources and, and the experts and the research of everybody doing, you know, their piece to this, because there's so many people mm-hmm. doing like their specialty. And I'm more of that sort of researcher journalist that pulled it all together. And so I want to just point out that, um, Giselle Shardlow of kids yoga stories has done an incredible job. She writes children's books, And then she puts Mm -hmm. together these card decks and all of her children's books are about yoga. And a lot of them are outdoor, you know, exploration stories and different, um, like, you know, in the winter at the beach and the rainforest, like different settings that have to do with nature. Mm -hmm. And I interviewed her for, for my book as well, because, you know, again, she brings such an amazing, um, you know, aspect to this. And so, yeah, she puts together those cards as well. So I wonder if that's where you got them, but I'm not um, thinking it is there's she has <laughs> so many different things. This is awesome. I'm looking at her website now. She has so many card decks and stuff for kids. Very creative. Yeah, yeah. And that makes yoga. You know, I think that if we say to, you know, when we think, oh, how do we get our kids to, to meditate or be more mindful to yeah. chill out? It's very intimidating. And how could you possibly get, you know, a kid with energy to, to, to do that. But if, when you make it playful, and you incorporate get being outside and then also with the animal poses, you know, that they, they get really intrigued by it. Oh, that's so, yeah. And I think that really catches their attention is definitely the animals and um, seeing it. And my daughter loves the card. So she, I mean, she gets them out all the time, but I saw, I noticed too, that she has like mindfulness cards and I love that too. I have a deck of mindfulness cards and I'm wondering if they are hers now. I'm going to have to go check it when we get done with this call. Um, <laughs> Uh, let's see. What else do we have? Um, I love that this week is screen-free week, even though this episode's going to air after this week, what are some other, um, days coming up? I know earlier that you had mentioned there's world meditation day coming up. Um, these, you know, national days, international days that are coming up could be, um, just a way for you to tell your kid and bond with them and do these things with them. I feel like. Exactly. Uh, there's, you know, like, uh, just some examples. May 3rd is national garden meditation day. Um, oh, May 7th is national play outside day. That should be every day. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, oh, and May 16th is national love a tree day. <laughs> I, I love that. Oh, and then May 27th is national road trip day, which I've also written about, you know, how to enjoy a road trip and, make it fun and enjoyable from oh, the car. Totally. Like, 
we're always going, we're always on the road because we camp a lot. So definitely mm. share those ideas with us. Cause I want to hear those. Yeah. I mean, when the kids you're stuck in this long ride in the car, you know, give them some fun, uh, like a nature bingo game to do, uh-huh. um, you know, looking at what can they see in the clouds? Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what kind of animals and, or trees or flowers can they spot? Maybe you could even, you know, combine the license plate game where you're trying to like track, you know, how many license plate and then match it up to, um, the state flower or the state bird, or, you know, what, what you think, what animal you think of when you think of that state, you know, so there's ways to keep them busy and then also focused and looking out the window and enjoying that versus again, maybe staring at a screen in the car. Yeah. And I feel like for parents, you know, I mean, hate it, feel guilty, that's the easy way, but it's so important for us to engage with our kids and get them off the screens. My husband hates the iPad. He's just always like, <laughs> she's on the iPad again. I'm like, ah, I'm like, it's just a constant battle, but we do try to keep her out. I feel like we're both outdoorsy and we're always trying to do stuff outside. So, um, I'm trying to like think of things. That's why I was asking you for ideas for the family too, because I know people just struggle with thinking of things like, yes, we can go on walks and hikes and mm-hmm. all of those things. Um, gardening. Um, we have a pool. So that's one plus for us mm-hmm. that keeps us outside a lot in the summer. Um, that helps, but I never thought about moving dinner outside or she doesn't really have homework yet, but whenever, you know, she does have homework at some point, um, she could move outside. If, you know, NTI, we could be taking their laptops outside, you know, mm-hmm. whenever they have like online school, you know, through the pandemic and everything. Um, and I do think that if there's one thing that the pandemic helped with, and that was people were just getting outside more because there was nothing else to do. So right. like, we're getting, but now everybody's starting to get back used to how things were before. Well, the other uh, simple kind of switcheroo would be to think about um, family gatherings and mm-hmm. birthday parties. And when you plan something, um, cause we did have to do that. We were forced during COVID yeah. to have Thanksgiving outside and wear our coats. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it, so think though more about, and again, maybe, um, the, t- the older kids is especially when they want to gather for a birthday, you know, maybe mm-hmm. they'll go do something like golfing or play basketball or, um, you know, uh, sailing, I don't know, canoeing, something that's a little yeah. bit more outdoorsy than let's go to an arcade. So just yeah. being creative with, with those family, um, milestones and seeing mm-hmm. what you can do to, to, to bring that outside as well. Um, I know here we, a lot of people like the kayak and so when the pandemic hit, we had kayak, we've had kayaks for a while now, but when the pandemic hit kayaks, like literally could not find them because everyone was buying them and getting outside, <laughs> I guess, because it was literally insane. <laughs> I know bikes were a hot item. As yes. Well. Bikes were too. Yeah. Yes. Like you could get a lot of money if you were selling your bike. <laughs> right. exactly. So is there anything else that you would like to give us any other advice that you're thinking about that we might need to know or any, anything? Yeah. So my, again, just, I want to hone in on that message that, um, you know, to, to try to build that nature habit for you and your family and to start with what you guys already love and, and everyone in the family may enjoy something differently Mm -hmm. and that's okay. 
Um, and, and one of the ways I can help you with that is I have this free quiz on my, if you go to my homepage, uh, ecohappinessproject.com and it's, you can see it out of the bar at the top of every blog post as well, oh, cool. but you can take the free quiz and you'll get like a catered list of ideas for nature activities based on your answers. There's five different categories. Mm. So like, if you're more into mindfulness, more into art, more in, into like outdoor adventure, you'll get those ideas and you can have your kids take the quiz. Oh. Um, you can take it for them. You can do it. And then, you know, for each one, and then you kind of get a sense of where you could start because I know people are feeling overwhelmed. They, they're like, Oh gosh, nature. Now I got to, you know, plan this big trip or something. And yes, I want exactly. people to understand. It's not that. Yeah. Yeah. I think people get in their heads that it's this huge, another thing to focus on basically. Right. And I feel like it just can be so simple, like some of the things that you suggested earlier. Yeah. I mean, if we think about it, this is how people lived not that long ago. I mean, they right. lived, you know, on farms and they were outside working every day. Yeah. And our, our systems, you know, our, our nervous systems still crave that. And that's what we need to recognize and try to work it in. Um, and, you know, there was a big research study in 2019 that said, you know, really, you know, people said, well, how much time do I need to be outside? They came up with only about 20 minutes, mm -hmm. you know, it can really make a difference in your day. So that can be 20 minutes of, you know, meditation, staring at a tree. It could be 20 minutes running like you do mm -hmm. 20 minutes, uh, having a meal outside. Um, and, and I'm not saying just do 20 minutes, you know, you could do right, more, yeah. especially in the weekends, but it's more important. Like with mindfulness when they, or meditation, when they say, you know, if you only meditate one time a month for five hours, that's not as effective as meditating 10 minutes a day or something. So it's yes. the same thing with nature connection is to try to weave it into your daily, to your daily routine. Mm -hmm. And that vitamin D helps so much. <laughs> yes. Yes. And that fresh air. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, um, the last question that I have for you is what does wellness mean to you or how do you practice it into your, you know, implement it into your daily life? Yes. For me, wellness is all about feeling just at peace and in balance where I have just no worries <laughs> I'm yes. in the moment. Um, because as I, I mentioned, you know, my struggles have been stress and anxiety and worrying about, you know, what's going to happen in the future. So my pure, um, striving, you know, for wellness is when I can just kind of feel relaxed and calm in the moment, enjoy what's happening. And, you know, I do that by trying to incorporating a lot of, of these ideas. Um, I, I enjoy watercolor painting, um, nature. Um, I love my walks, um, and, you know, some nature meditation, like with nature sounds, you know, in the evening, mm -hmm. um, and sometimes literally just sitting outside and staring at the trees Yeah, and saying to myself, okay, there's nothing to think about. There's nothing to worry about. And that is bliss, right? <laughs> That's the yes, wellness. Bliss. Yes. Yes. Agree. Um, where can people reach you? website, if you're on social media, give those as also and wherever, whatever you want to give us. Oh, sure. Um, so yes, you can find me at ecohappinessproject.com. There's the blog post, the free quiz. I also have a um, free downloadable um, eco happiness challenge calendar that will also give you ideas. I also have a parenting book 
uh, that's out called Finding Eco Happiness, filled filled with the science behind all this and tons and tons of activity ideas um, and you know diving into creative arts, mindfulness, gratitude, food, animals, all of that. Um, there's checklists at the end of each chapter with um, activities. Uh, I also have a children's book called Sky Search for Eco Happiness I co-authored. And I think that's important too, because it when you have young kids, it helps um, kind of spur that conversation about emotions because it's about mm-hmm. a little girl who's feeling blue and she goes outside and discovers how nature helps her feel better. I love that. So yeah. And then on social media, I'm mostly on Facebook and Instagram at Get Eco Happiness. Awesome. Thank you so much. You have been so awesome today. I hope that people can really like take some of this with them and implement it into like their family or their lives. Or even if you're just a single person, I feel like this can help you um, with so many different aspects in your life. So I appreciate having you on. I'm so glad you took the time of your day, time out of your day to come be with us. Well, thank you so much. It's been a, a real joy to talk to you too. And I enjoyed your accent the whole time. I don't get to hear an accent like that very often. <laughs> oh, no, everybody knows that I'm like, oh, <laughs> thank you. Hey, everyone. I just wanted to pop back in and tell you thank you for listening to this episode. If there is anyone in your life that you think might want to hear this episode, please feel free to share it with them. It will only help my podcast grow. If you could also go and hit the subscribe button, you will get notified every single time a new episode is released. Also, if you'd like to go rate and review if you like the podcast, please feel free to do that and shoot me a message if you do, maybe like a screenshot, and I will send you a small token of my appreciation in return. You can connect with me on Instagram at thriveandshine underscore wellness. I'll also have a Facebook page called Thrive and Shine Wellness. I have a Facebook healthy lifestyle group as well. And the name of that is Thrive and Shine Wellness Healthy Lifestyle Group. I also have a website. It is www.thriveandshinewellness.org. And if you need to reach me, you can either send me a message through social media or you can email me at info at thriveandshinewellness.org.